Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone and welcome to the third season of Parent Talk, Everything Parenting and More. We are broadcasting out of the Greater Vancouver area. I'm your host, Genevieve Ka, mom of two. I'm also the host of Les Parents Parle, which is Parent Talk's French edition. And you can join me every Wednesday live on the web at Nikki Radio, N-I-K-Y radio.ca for a parenting segment at 12.30pm and from 9pm to midnight Pacific Standard Time. Today we're talking about nutrition tips for the whole family. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi everyone, my name is Heather Fox. I'm the co-host of Parent Talk. I have two little ones and just before we continue around the table, I'm going to pause and let you all know about our amazing new sponsor, Leapfrog Gymnastics. So Hudson and Alex have been going to class every weekend and they're having an absolute blast on all the equipment, the trampolines, fun in the ball pit. They go around through different circuits led by a certified gymnastics coach. They are working with their body strength, their balance, coordination, spatial and body awareness, and of course, those great listening skills that we're working on at the age of three. <laughs> it's a new one that we're definitely wanting to hone in on. Anyways, the gym is actually designed for recreational gymnastics. So the mats and the equipment are made a little smaller scale and a little different than a regular gym. So it's wonderful for the little ones to be learning on, but they can also grow up and do some older stuff as well. But for our listeners, um, Leapfrog Gymnastics is offering $25 off your first month of classes. So that's super exciting. So for new members only with the promo code PARENTTALK. So just let them know that code and you will get your great discount. Now for more information on programming and birthday parties, you can visit leapfroggym.com. Awesome. Thank you, Heather. Hi, I'm Anne-Marie Rideout. I am the owner of WellFed. I'm located in North Vancouver. We provide healthy school lunches to elementary schools as well as kids and teen cooking classes. And finally, we also provide healthy meals for um, busy people that are ready to cook. Uh, I have been doing this business now for over six years and uh, I also have two children. I have 13-year-old twins, a boy and a girl. Um, so uh, I've had that busy stage that you guys were through as well. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, prior to that, I um, my background is in nutrition from the University of Guelph. And I worked within the food industry in business development, product development, and also purchasing before becoming the owner of WellFed. Well, thank you, Anne-Marie. Thank you, Heather, for being here. So, Anne-Marie, do you recommend to cook at home more often? Yes, if you can. Um, you can control what goes into your food, the amounts, of t the amounts and types of fat, um, the types of protein. Um, you want to look for lean proteins and the amount of salt as well. Um, also, you can give the appropriate portion sizing. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with. I think we have a bit of a mix up on that. Um, when you do go out, you know, you're not sure what you're going to be getting and you can you know, get lots of starches and too, too much basically. Um, and you have to really control on what you're eating. Um, and yeah, as much as you can, it's, it's t tough though, because we're busy. Mm -hmm. 
is there some healthy, quick options out there? I'm happy to say that this area has grown a lot and um, there are a lot that you can choose. Uh, even a lot of the restaurants and chains are specific to that. So there'll be one that, you know, everything on the menu, you don't have to worry. Um, and uh, there's uh, also where you go to a restaurant and they show you the healthier, lighter options. And um, so if you're doing and going out and it's part of what you have to do uh, is that you're choosing those most of the time, once in a while, to be indulgent is okay. But if you're my husband who travels a fair bit, um, you know, he's always making the lighter options all the time. Um, and then if you uh, look into grocery stores, you've got cut up fruit, uh, you know, so you're making your snacks a little easier and you don't need to feel guilty if you don't have the time to do those things all the time. So that's why, you know, we do have those convenient foods, um, try and look for unprocessed things as much as possible. And, um, you know, that there's definitely more options out there. Mm-hmm. I think uh, in, with my family, what I do, uh, crock pots a few times a week, specifically when my mom's not there. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely an um, easy way to prep a good meal and having a lot of uh, food already cut up in the fridge and fruit or vegetable. And I don't really like prepping food, but Sometime, what do we do? We actually go to Costco and we buy it already ready to go. So mm-hmm. we just have to open it and it's already cut up. So it helps my family yeah, yeah. Um, to eat better, definitely. Um, is getting everyone involved into meal planning can promote healthier habits? Yes. Um, I was just thinking about when you're saying you don't like to prep in a way. Um, sometimes it could be just even setting in the environment that makes it a little more fun. I was watching you upstairs with your son and you're dancing. So you can do that when you're making food. Um, so you can make it an event and you can each take a role in that and that it can be exciting. And, you know, you could put some nice music on, you know, for yourself, pour yourself a glass of wine while you're doing it. Everything gets a little bit more exciting when you have a glass of wine (laughs) with you. And, um, so, uh, and if we can get others involved, you know, it depends on, uh, like the age of your kids, obviously, but we were talking about that earlier that even with the little guys that they can make some choices on what you're making, you know, maybe you were talking about some, uh, where, you know, maybe you only have blueberries in the, in the fridge. Um, so there's not that much choice, but you can say, would you like a little one or a big one? Um, uh, so it makes it, they're having some choice. Um, they might not be able to use a knife yet, but later on that they can be involved in actually preparing the foods. And again, it's family time and you can really, instead of like thinking of it such a chore, um, that you think about, wow, this is really great. You know, we open the windows, it's just make it enjoyable um, and uh, definitely get them involved because the more they participate in it, the more skills they'll learn and also that they'll be able to do it for themselves hopefully one day and maybe one day you can have a night off dinner, totally. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that I do sometime with Alex, I started putting him in his high chair um, when we're doing craft too. So it's not always associated to food, so it's actually to actually fun things. So I could start mm. doing... Uh, dancing around my watermelon and (laughs) (laughs) cutting some cucumbers and make some cucumber boats and use some radishes for wheels. And my mom used to do that when we were young. And 
that went a long way for us, definitely. Uh, and there's making... tradition in it too. Like, like, isn't that a nice memory for you? Mm-hmm. You know, where you like, and your kids will remember those things and hopefully pass them along to their kids. Mm-hmm. So stocking the pantry with healthier snack is a good way to start, but uh, where should we stock it with or what should we stock it with? Um, I've got 13 year olds, so they're pretty able to go get their own snacks, grab them for themselves. Um, I have to limit what kind of foods, unhealthy foods that come into the house because those get eaten really fast. <laughs> and you'll find wrappers. I didn't say that before, but you'll find wrappers in the bathroom and <laughs> you're like, <laughs> okay, all right. I know what's going on here. And you say, who ate these? I didn't, you know? So, um, uh, you, you know, you know, um, but you're, you're not gonna like go, you know, you just have to be careful. I think what we did was offering frozen fruits uh, and giving them the ability to make smoothies and say that you can have these all the time, you know, and teach them how to do it um, pick fruits that they like. So when you go to the grocery store, they're picking out what they'd like to put in it. Um, there's also, I was saying earlier too, that my daughter did these smoothie challenges and it was also a good way for her to experiment with foods. And sometimes they'd, they say, you have to put something, sometimes it was gross, but they had to taste it, you know, but it, it really gave them an opportunity to try different things. Um, you know, sometimes it was even just like kale or, you know, things that they weren't used to that actually ended up tasting delicious in the smoothie. Um, and they're really good for them. Uh, uh, nuts if you're not allergic to them Uh, we also did popcorn Um, just showing them that certain foods that they can have all the time and they're okay and then explain to them that these are you know you can't have these so those are off limits you know but this you know maybe keep a cupboard where it's uh, only you know the unhealthy stuff um just so you can kind of keep track of it a little put a lock on it no i'm kidding (laughs) maybe yeah um yeah so uh just give them the opportunity we were talking about granola bars you know try and pick ones that aren't as high in sugar Uh, it's challenging um so um and maybe limit those as well you know if you do have some of those in the house I'm expanding this to the freezer. I do find when my freezer is well organized, all my fruit are all there together. It's easy to make a smoothie. It's easy to mm-hmm. grab and go. Out. Often I'm guilty to pack everything I can in there because of space, right? But it's harder to see what's in there when it's all on top of each other. And I guess for children, if you want things to be accessible, mm. then having your freezer, if it's freezer organized they can grab some healthy quick things and they can defrost even if i do like to cook a lot to have some yeah leftover frozen and uh usually that uh, with my husband that will work too actually (laughs) (laughs) and um is there any food that we should cut out i'm not a big fan of cutting out any foods i am more interested in limiting or um, avoiding certain types of foods. Um, but, uh, you know, foods are pretty wonderful. But I, I do think that the heavily processed ones are the ones that you do want to stay away from, things that are more chemicals, that aren't natural, that don't, you know, aren't grown. Um, there's not, we were talking about a carrot that's like from the ground. It's only got carrot, you know, it's a carrot. It doesn't have any other ingredients involved in it. So if you can kind of focus on ones that have, um, uh, smaller ingredients lists, uh, and along, along those lines, um, you want to limit, um, 
sweets, ice cream, chips, all the ones that, you know, you know that you shouldn't be eating all the time. Um, 80-20 rule is my rule and that you should be eating 80% of the time, all the healthy things and 20% of the time that you can try and indulge in that. And to me includes like the fettuccine Alfredo's, like you shouldn't be having fettuccine Alfredo 80% of the time. That's not part of the 80% rule. That's the 20%. So the things that are really heavy on fat and things like that is that's the ones you want to avoid or avoid or limit. I do like to, what you said earlier, if you can read it, don't eat it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. True. And, if, yeah. and if you take, take the time to read your label. Yeah. Once you buy it once or twice, you know what's, what, what's in there, right? But yeah. if you read, if you take, you read, if you take the time to read the labels and it's like, it's scary what's, what's in there. And yeah. try to avoid the ones that we were talking about aspartame and different things that are chemicals and your body doesn't recognize those. Those aren't natural. So they don't, doesn't really know what to do with it. And it actually screws up. It screws screw, up the yeah. hormones. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a um, screw up is not the greatest word, but basically it's uh, it's not a natural thing that you're supposed to be eating, and your body doesn't know what to do with it, and then it doesn't know what to do with the regular food after a while too. So you actually start storing fats and things like that. Um, uh, so if you just eat things that are natural without the chemicals, just Stick to that as a rule versus trying to, uh, um, uh, yeah, don't, don't eat things that you can't pronounce. Yeah. And to do with like, especially all the kind of those fake sugars and things, they are just that much sweeter. And when our, when we start actually getting used to those types of sweets, we actually are changing the taste buds and then fruits and things that are naturally sweet don't taste sweet anymore. Mm-hmm. So you almost have to like start retraining. So mm-hmm. that's where, as you say, it kind of plays, it screws up things. It does. It does yeah. start to trick the way we start to taste food. And so if we're eating all this processed fake stuff, you start craving then it you start too. craving it. And then, you know, the foods that are naturally sweet don't taste sweet anymore and that's why mm-hmm. we all of a sudden feel the need to constantly sweeten everything and it's a vicious, so cycle. It a vicious cycle it's a very sure. vicious cycle mm-hmm. where you're like always you're craving the things that are bad for you all the time mm-hmm. and you feel worse and worse and worse so um but um until you kind of almost like you have to retrain your body to eat the natural things again and then mm-hmm. when you start doing that then you actually are able to um uh, you start to feel better and you don't crave the bad stuff anymore, but it takes a bit of time to retrain yourself. So, and so it can be challenging to switch gears. I think eating well can be sometime more time consuming. I'll give you an example. The other day I have the choice between a watermelon to eat or there was some chips in my house. So I can definitely grab the bag of chip and open it. It's really fast. It's really easy. But cutting out of watermelons, I have to get everything dirty. Everything's going to be splashing mm-hmm. all over. I'm going to have to clean the counter, the the cutting board, everything. I do find you have to yeah. put the effort into eating well. And each time I'm like face, I'm like, I don't want to do dishes. Sometimes I have to kind of... Yes, you're going to be doing the dishes and get over yourself. (laughs) And one thing also to be aware of, especially when we're like looking at packaging and things like that, when it says like no sugar added or low fat, 
a lot of the times there's just different added ingredients that are not good for you. So to make sure you're really reading labels to see, well, if there's not this in it, something's got to be in there to make it taste good. So what mm-hmm. is, what's the payoff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So what do you think about all this added sugars and salts? Um, I think that definitely for the little guys that you don't need to bring that into play for a very long time. And, um, you know, I would say, I think it was maybe three or four where my kids were like, had the opportunity to eat some sugars. And when they were sugar, it was more the natural sugar. So it was honey, maple syrup. Sometimes we added it to like a plain yogurt, things along those lines, you know, um, just to, to make it more interesting, you know, when they got a bit older, um, because we were eating, you know, sometimes something they had seen before. And um, the salts, you know, they should be learning how to eat fruits and vegetables and things in their real state before you start coating it with salt or coating it with um, fat. It could be butter, all of those things. So I think that in general, you're teaching them what a real product is first and then slowly introducing maybe a little bit of unrefined sugar and very limited amounts of salt. Mm-hmm. I have read somewhere that um, if we want to put a number on this, is um, it's one teaspoon of added salt and no more than six teaspoons of added sugar in a day for for it's, children. It's not a lot. Although, in, yeah, and te- that's including teens. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not a lot. No. Mm-hmm. So, how can we improve all those great changes to our family? Um, my take on anything that I do and I end up being successful at it is taking it slowly, bit by bit. And um, you may be creating new habits for yourself as an adult. You may not have learned a lot of these innate behaviors when you were younger. And so that you're also learning for yourself, but for your children. Um, It's an opportunity, actually, that you have young kids, you know, and, you know, you're starting to do better things for yourself. Um, Over time, those small steps will move you towards a bigger goal. Um, Stay committed to feeling well. And I think a lot of the times that people lose sight of how they feel after they eat um, and we're eating till we're, we're busting full. Extra full. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of eating until we're satisfied. Um, I think kids already have that innate behavior and there's a lot we can learn from them. Um, And outside of that, is uh, you may have not have learned these habits when you're a kid. So sometimes it can be harder to learn. So just take it slowly. Mm-hmm. I try to lead by example. So I try to be good to myself, but I, I try to eat in the present. It's kind of funny to say, but you mm-hmm. know, if you really like taste your food and you show that to your kids, Um, I think we forget about that a lot, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of just eat, eat, you just, you just want them to eat, but you don't, you're not teaching them to, to appreciate the different tastes. And I play with color right now. We actually bought a yellow watermelon the other day and then we bought a red watermelon and my, my baby Alex was, what, this is not yellow watermelon, but it, it works with color. I mean, we're trying to play mm-hmm. with it, right? Yeah, so whatever works, right? But yeah, that's that's working with my family. That's good. 
All right. Well, um, Anne-Marie, we can find you on a panel of experts at parenttalk.ca, but uh, where else can we find you? You can find me at wellfedstudio.com. Um, it's also Wellfed Studio for Facebook and Wellfed Studio for Twitter. It's also Wellfed Studio for Instagram. Thank you. Heather, I think it's time for a conversation card. Can you please pick one and read it to us? All right, ladies. So question today. What's the story behind your name? If there is one. <laughs> um, my grandma was named Rosemary. And my mom didn't like Rose. <laughs> so they compromised my parents. She liked Amy. So it became Anne-Marie. So my name was a compromise. Oh, <laughs> but it was in, in your honor of your grandma. It was, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> my parents didn't go with any family naming or anything. Um, my name is Heather Diane Fox, and that's literally just because they liked those names. <laughs> so it had nothing to do with anybody. It's just like they liked it. If I was a boy, I was going to be Mike. No, I was going to be David Michael. That was going to be my name if I was a boy, apparently. <laughs> awesome. A little bit like Heather here, my mom just loved Genevieve, which is actually Genevieve. And, uh, and in, in, um, that's how my mom says it in French. But uh, my grandmother really liked Nancy. <laughs> But my mom was not going to go for Nancy. So, and my second name is Jacqueline because my dad is Jacques. So um, Jacqueline was the feminine version. And my third name actually is Laure. For uh, my godfather was Laurent, and my grandmother was Laurette. So in the middle is Laure. So I have a lot of meaning into my mm -hmm. second name. And my first name was out of love right. for the name yes. Genevieve, Genevieve. All right. Well, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Anne Mary, and thank you, Heather, for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming, and thank you for your contribution into other parents' life, helping us be the best parents we can be. For our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, and Podbean, of course. And you can subscribe to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca so you don't miss an episode. Please take a minute to review us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know what you think. And remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you for listening and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.